Welcome to Binge on Selvah podcast. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday, I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Selvaf podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, selvaf and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselvaf.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselvaf. Disclaimer, Binge on Selvaf podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Hey everyone, I hope you are doing well. Happy Tuesday or any other day that you're listening to this podcast. First and foremost, thank you so, so much for tuning in. It's great to have you here. If this is your first time listening to the Binge on Selvaf podcast, welcome. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi. In this podcast, I talk about everything and anything related to binge eating disorder and eating disorders in general, but also about procrastination and ways how to be kinder to yourself and how to accept yourself for who you are. And I know self-love sounds like the cringiest topic ever, but honestly speaking from perspective of someone who hated herself more than you could possibly ever imagine since the very young age, I understand how important it is to essentially come to peace with yourself and accept yourself for yourself and for who you are. It's definitely a long journey, a long process, but I hope to encourage you guys with this podcast on your journey. I want you to know that you are never ever alone in this. There is me, there are millions of others going through the same thing as you are, and we'll all get through it. I know it, I believe it. <laughs> well, I don't know what kind of pep talk was that for the intro, But now it's time to get to the point of today's episode, and that's self-pity. To outline a little bit what brought me to this idea was actually a lot of self-reflecting and a lot of ruminating and just overall thinking and overthinking about things that happened in my life and things that happened in the past. But what led me to self-reflecting and to ruminating were some recent events that happened in my life and I started to think about why I never finished things that I started, why I never achieved things that I dreamed about, why it's so hard for me to change certain things 
and why I never stick to anything I set my mind to. And by the way, being consistent is my main goal, not just for this year, but for my life in general. And I dedicated an entire episode to consistency and why we're not being consistent. I leave a link in the show notes to that episode so you can listen to it if you like. So yeah, lately I've been thinking about myself and my past and my actions. And I came to a pretty surprising conclusion why I think all those things turned out the way they did. And that's self-pity, my pity party. So let me explain this a little bit more. I think that most things in my life that didn't turn out as I wanted to or hoped to was because of the pity me, the pity Anna attitude I had. And in this episode, I want to share those thoughts with you. I want to talk about what led me to this conclusion. And I also want to show how unhealthy and detrimental the self-pity attitude is. So let's get into the episode. So welcome to my pity party. My name is Anna and I am probably the most discomfort and changes hating person you will ever meet. And I mean it. I hate discomfort. I hate changes. I let go of amazing opportunities just because it was more comfortable than going through all the stress and all the discomfort and all the pain it would possibly take. And the same applies to exercise. I hardly ever made any real long-term progress in my workouts, whether that's running or yoga or gym workouts. Because again, to grow, to get better, to do more reps, you need to get past the point of your comfort. You need to push through to get better. And I've never done that. So whenever things got hard, I quit. I gave up and I started to blame everything and everyone, thinking, pity me. And another example, even though it's not just about self-pity, but it undoubtedly played its part, is binge eating. I hated how I felt when I was binge eating, but after all those years, it became kind of a new norm to me. It became my comfort zone to me. So even though binge eating was getting worse and worse, I still felt more comfortable remaining in that situation than stepping out of it, stepping out of the comfort zone and changing it. I wasn't happy and I wasn't even really living for that matter, but I knew what to expect. I knew what will happen when I come home. I knew food is going to be there and is going to comfort any uncomfortable feeling I would have. So I would stay in my little comfort bubble and and give into the binge eating and then I would complain how unfair life is to me. All I could think about was how everyone around me is living their best life, or at least that's what it appeared to me. And I am here on my own, consumed by my problems, with no one to save me, no one to solve my problems for me. Three most common things on my mind were, why is this happening? Why me? And why now? And with the recent events that I've mentioned earlier, I mean, I don't want to get into any details, but some changes happened in my life. And the first thing that came to my mind when that thing happened was, why me? Why now? Why is this happening? So I couldn't help but think, is this how I always reacted? 
when things don't turn out the way I planned or the way I wanted, was my one and only reaction a self-pity. Unfortunately, I found it to be true. I realized that this is exactly what I've always been doing, willingly choosing comfort over anything else, and then feeling sorry for myself because everything I wanted was on the other side of the comfort. And it's definitely hard to realize you're caught up in the self-pity, especially when you're doing it. But like I've said, the recent changes kind of helped me to see what the hell I've been doing. And I also can't take all the credit for being so self-aware. What 100% helped me was someone who, I would say, set the imaginary mirror in front of me and showed me the reflection of myself and of how I was acting and of what I was doing. I've just read an amazing article on self-pity by Deborah Shelby and I will leave a link for that article in the show notes if you'd like to read it. I highly recommend it. And the article was full of deep thoughts on self-pity and I loved it. But one idea specifically stood out to me and I'm going to quote. If we blame negative circumstances for our place in life, we are giving up responsibility and control, end quote. I think this just perfectly sums up everything there is wrong with the self-pity behavior. We willingly give up of two most important options that we have in life, control and responsibility. And there are not many things in life that we can control, but our decisions and our attitude are definitely among those things that we can and we should have control over. So to get back to what I've said earlier, I realized how self-absorbed I've become and how much I get used to pitying myself. I've learned to believe that whenever something bad or something unplanned happened, it happened on purpose. It happened because the whole universe was against me. And just saying that right now out loud sounds so self-absorbed. But you know, we keep things honest here in this podcast, so here's my truth. And whenever I was in the pity me mindset, I felt sorry for myself even when I was the one to blame for those bad things or negative things or fucked up things in my life. For example, I felt sorry for myself for not having many friends even though I was the one who was rejecting every invitation to hang out with people. Or I would willingly skip a workout and then feel sorry for myself for not progressing or for not getting any better. And when things didn't go according to a plan and there was probably even like a slight change in my plans, then it was like the ultimate opportunity for me, for giving up and for me to drown in the self-pity. Besides other things, I would say that both procrastination and binge eating played a big part in cultivating the pity me, pity Anna kind of mindset. Even though procrastination and binge eating weren't something I chose, it wasn't something I wanted to happen, I was the one who, to some degree, chose to remain in that situation. Because the self-pity felt comfortable, it assured me I'm not doing anything wrong and it's the world that's against me and people are against me and everything's against me. And looking back at that period of my life, 
self-pity wasn't just a reflection of how I felt about myself, but I think it was also a reflection of how much I didn't believe in myself, in my power and in my abilities. I believed I had no control over my life and over myself. And I think that maybe some of you who previously had or have an issue with binge eating disorder or procrastination, that it makes you feel like you have no control over your life. The eating disorder has control over your life or the procrastination is controlling your life or any other consuming problem or thing that's in your life. How could you possibly have control over yourself if you don't have control over something seemingly so simple as food or as your time, your actions, right? But the truth is, it is controlling your life as long as you let it control your life. I'm going to be the first to say that sometimes it's so fucking hard to tell where's the line between simply feeling your emotions, which is good and healthy and necessary, and where the self-absorbed, self-pity mindset starts. But I think deep down we all know when it's time to let go of the frustration and sadness and disappointment or whatever it is you're feeling, and we need to let go to move forward. But it's hard because self-pity feels comforting and safe, but at the same time it's detrimental and it's preying on your mind. I'm going to share with you a few reasons why I think self-pity is wrong for us and maybe you will see yourself in some of the points, maybe you'll not. Reason number one why I think self-pity is wrong is because it's a form of self-sabotage. Whether it's your career, goals, love life, happiness, health, any area of your life, if you're gonna pity yourself, you'll be sabotaging yourself. The problem is that with self-pity, we're not looking for real solutions or for opportunities and for growth, but we're looking for comfort and for more reasons to feel sorry for ourselves. And we are wasting time and energy on dwelling on things that happened in the past and things that we can't change. And therefore, we are sabotaging ourselves, the present moment that we have, as well as our future. This leads me to my next point, which is that self-pity keeps us dwelling on the past and prevents us from moving forward. I'm going to be honest with you and say that just a few years ago, I would never ever believe that you can actually let go of things that hurt you because I was so convinced that there are certain things that you just can't let go of. When something bad happened, when someone hurt me, I kept dwelling and rethinking that situation, playing it over and over in my head with different scenarios and it was so emotionally draining And it kept leading back to the pity me, look at what happened to me mindset. To me, letting go of things doesn't mean to forget or to pretend like it never happened. But it means to let go of the control and power that those emotions and those feelings of self-pity had over me. So I think that the main step to move forward is to let go of the past. We can learn from the past, we can grow from the past, but I feel like we shouldn't dwell on it in the present nor in the future because it doesn't lead anywhere. 
this again brings me to the next point, which is self-pity is consuming and it doesn't lead anywhere. And it's actually funny that sometimes you keep thinking about one thing over and over again and you try to look at it from different perspectives, but still you can't seem to find a different solution other than the one that you already have. And I feel like it's exactly the same thing with self-pity. We keep thinking and thinking about what happened and we play the same story in our minds over and over again. But we still keep coming back to the same thing and that is there's nothing you can do about it. It already happened and you can't change what happened. And the only solution you have is to stop pitting yourself and take control over your life and take responsibility over your life. Self-pity is just so consuming, time-consuming, energy-consuming. It's unhealthy for us and it's holding us back. Like I've said before, the things we want, the things we believe will make us happier are on the other side of the comfort zone, not in the self-pity zone. Reason number four why self-pity sucks is because it's selfish. It's the harsh truth, the uncomfortable truth that no one wants to hear, including me. Um, But self-pity can be pretty selfish. And please don't get me wrong on this. I think sometimes we all need a little bit of self-pity. And like I said, there is nothing wrong with feeling your emotions. But when we lose touch with reality and with people around us, and we get too consumed in the self-pity mindset, it becomes selfish. We all have problems, we all have our ups and downs, but there is no reason to be using it as an excuse for not caring about anyone or anything else. I think the self-pity can be blinding at times, making us feel like our problems are the worst problems. I definitely feel like that a lot, but then when I just open my eyes and I stop being so self-absorbed, at least for a little bit, I realize that my problems are not the end of the world. And I don't want to say that there are small problems and big problems because we all have different kinds of problems and we all are in different situations and in different points in our lives. But sometimes just looking at things from a bigger perspective helps us to realize that the problems we have don't have to stop us and we don't have to indulge in the self-pity unless we choose to. And the reason number five why self-pity is wrong is that self-pity takes away our responsibility. And that's another hard pill to swallow. The fact that you are responsible. We all are responsible for where we are in life and whether or not we are happy. We're definitely not responsible for most things and situations that happen in our lives. But what we are responsible for is our attitude and our mindset and our decisions we make and whether or not we decide to choose action and change or whether we choose self-pity. Like I said earlier in this episode, I've always choose to give up responsibility and to give up control over my life because it felt easier, it felt more comfortable. But when we do give up our responsibility and our control, We can't indulge in the self-pity because it's not something that happened to us. It's what we chose for us to happen. I like to end episodes on a positive note simply because I think feeling sad or hopeless 
or demotivated is the least thing we need in this world. So I want to sum up this episode and share a few points that I believe can help you kind of wake up from the self-pity attitude in case you are currently hosting your pity party for one. A tip number one is to keep in mind that you have more power and more control than you believe. Even if things around you go wrong, even if things don't go according to plan, we still have the power to choose how we're going to react and whether we will be looking for solutions or for reasons to feel sorry for ourselves. A tip number two is gratitude. I think gratitude is quite a popular word nowadays. For me, it's easy to feel grateful and appreciative of every human being and every little thing in my life when I feel happy and when things go according to plan. But whenever the slightest problem comes along my way, it's like the sky clouded over my head, everything is wrong and I'm back in that pity me party for one. Therefore, I feel like being more grateful for things, for the little things that we have in our lives, makes suddenly everything seem better. And a tip number three that I would suggest is to try to challenge yourself. Whenever there is a situation when you feel like you're falling back into the self-pity, pity me attitude, try to confront yourself, try to challenge yourself and be like, hey, so... This is happening and now I have a choice. I can do I can do something that I've been doing each and every time and that's pity myself and feel sorry for myself or I can try something new. I can try something else. I can try to look at this from a different perspective and not feel sorry for myself but try to look for a solution to the situation. Maybe I have the power maybe i have the abilities maybe i have the control to try and solve this situation maybe there is something i can learn from this and maybe there is a solution that i can find so that's all i have for you guys today i hope you enjoyed today's episode i definitely did enjoy making this episode because this topic really resonated with me i'm aware the self-pity party is something i need to learn to get rid of and I want to try gain a better, healthier approach and perspective towards reacting and dealing with different situations in my life. So if you have any suggestions on topics you would like me to cover, feel free to DM me on Instagram at bingeonselflove or send me an email at anci at bingeonselflove.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode and talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self Love podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-acceptance at bingeonselflove.com and on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!